just did his kind of first attempt at a at an intro uh just just a second ago <laughs> and uh he he ended up closing the laptop at the end of the at the end of the intro at a like emphasis but we record to the laptop i never have my laptop in front of me it's kind of cool it's like but a bit distracting uh yeah i'm just gonna tilt but, this down until we or you know what we i'll, I'll pull up the Pull up the notes, there yeah. There we go. We got our notes here. Because you're on too many jams. It's a show about all things 20-year-old. With help of friends experts and our own personal experiences, we hope to shed some light on those things that leave our age group lost and confused. At the moment, we're sipping on our sponsor's beer here, True History. Mm, farmer in the sky. True Which History. Is- Slowly taking over all the LCBOs in Toronto. God, that's go a good Go and check beer. out their website they have or their Instagram page because they have it listed of all the locations that you can go get it farmer in the sky their flagship beer right now it's a dry hopped pilsner and it is delicious I'm starting to get addicted to it you know what I mean it's like all I want it's all I think about it's so good it's so good um so we want you to have some true history and we know we know you if you're like us which you probably are because we probably know you if you're listening to me right now. I know who you are. <laughs> um, you hear cool stuff like, oh, you know, true history beer is good, but you, you probably, you didn't go out and get it yet. You know what I mean? You're going to wait till maybe that cool guy you know go gets it. And then and then you're going to allow yourself to go get it, right? Remember, you mean you're just, you, you see it in the LCBO. You know? oh, yeah. You're not going out for it It directly. falls into your lap, you know? Yeah. But if you've been listening to the last couple episodes, you... You have definitely heard about the uh, the true history mystery, you know, the competition that we're going to run over the subsequent weeks, uh, and it is going to be it's going to be a fun little. Dude, you talk the way you talk just kills me, man. <laughs> it's like me talking to Robbie off air is normal normal conversation. What's up? Hey, how you doing? And you get on air, and it's like. I don't even know how to explain it, man. I don't, I don't know why. You say words like, and you say it like subsequent weeks and yeah, I don't competition. Know. It's just a word. You're talking to me. I know. Okay, I'm talking to you. All right. You don't yeah. need to. You don't need to emphasize like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what gets into me sometimes. I know it's moving. It's the mic was moving. <laughs> you know what? You, you, let's just relax. Let's relax. Let's relax. relax. You're okay. You're just talking to me. Keep that mic still. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Or else I'm going to tape it to your face. <laughs> I always have to edit it. Yeah, no. The true history mystery. We, we want to get some true history uh, in your hands. And it's going to be super simple. Because again, if you're like me, I'm I'm not really going to do a whole lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want a crispy case of beer. So... What we're going to do is we're going to put a sticker, a true history sticker, somewhere in the downtown core, accessible by the subway, uh, somewhere easy. And what we're going to do is this this is going to start next episode. So listen to next episode. We wanted to give you a one episode heads up in case you, you miss one and stuff like that. You don't fall behind. Next episode, uh, we're going to put a code word in it and 
you are going to take that code word and you're going to DM and follow True History Brewing on Instagram. DM them the code word and they're going to tell you approximately where that sticker is. Mm-hmm. And you know, you might you might know the the area, you might know the region. You'd have to do a little bit of searching. You should be able to find it. And uh, if for whatever reason you can't, we're gonna drop the following episode an even tighter clue. Yeah. Until we want, we gets want it. you to find we it. We want you to find it. We're gonna make this easy. We yeah. want true history in your hands. Yeah. So But it, you can't just give stuff away or else it won't taste as good when you enjoy it. You know why this beer tastes so good to me, Rob? Why is that? Because we had to do a podcast for a year and a half. To get sponsored by a beer. That is true. That so is true. do a little scavenger hunt and it's going to taste as good to you. Um, we're going to give away 12 tall boys of True History Pilsner. You're going to get to come on the podcast to collect it. And we got some special prizes we're going to reveal to you on that podcast. And all you have to do is listen and go find. Eventually, you know what? You could you could be the only one that's listening. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, you know, there's there's a select uh, there, there's a select group that partake in. Uh, I mean, last time we did that competition, I think there was about five names that we. <laughs> that was our first episode. That's true. This has been just a, a year and a half later. Rob. I know, but people are lazy, and then you know we we have we have a bit of a following. You know, it's it'll be interesting to see who actually goes out of their way to take this picture for free some for some free beer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Agreed. But we've come a long way since that first episode. So it'd be cool to see if maybe 10 people participate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've doubled, yeah. if we doubled in participation since the beginning. But yeah, so that's the True History Mystery. So tune in next week for the code word so you can partake in this amazing mystery challenge. Um, let me pull up my notes here. As well, again, sponsored. Uh, this episode sponsored by Rich and Rye, providing... Canadian made, handmade, awesome jewelry. I touch every bead that goes through <laughs> the system. All right. Every single one. My hands, calloused. My wrists, carpal tunneled. You the can jewelry, amazing. <laughs> you can check out all the gear on wristandrye.com. Full selection of rings, bracelets, necklaces as yeah, well. Absolutely. Uh, tons of cool stuff to check out. So. And the rings, especially the, the coolest addition we made last uh, fall. Rob helped design the rings. They look super cool. I get compliments all the time. Um, if you're looking for if you're looking for a ring, you've been in the game. It's probably the best priced silver ring you could get out there for Canadian made uh, silver rings. So hop into that wrist and ride. There'll be a promo code um, Jams15 and treat yourself. So this episode, man, we haven't done a motivation episode in a while. Like we used to give advice on how, how we turned our lives around and, uh, still turning, still turning. <laughs> <laughs> we turned over a new leaf. Yeah. If you're listening to the podcast yeah, we're, on video, we're, I'm turning. We're not, we're not exactly like, dude, Tim, I'm turned Tim, around Tim Ferriss or <laughs> I'm Tim. I'm Tim. I'm turned around. What's the other, what's the other guy I was reading about last night? John Lee Dumas. Dumas. Do you know him? Sounds fake. No, he's got he's got this whole he's got this whole podcast. Sorry, say his last name again. John Lee Dumas. Dumbass. <laughs> this is a fake name. John Lee Dumbass. No, Someone's trying to. I'm, I'm telling you, look look him up. I was I was doing some homework on how podcasts make money. Mm. Um, you should write an article on how podcasts get beer, baby. 
<laughs> I could actually. This is how you get this. How podcast get beer? Um, have friends. Have friends and start a beer company. <laughs> Reach out to said friends and get beer. Drink on, said friends drink, beer. Yeah, and promote the shit out of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, this okay. Uh, turn my life around from when we started the podcast, Rob. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna say we're 100 percent turned around. You do you you do you, you even remember? What you were like back then? I don't remember who I was. Exactly. You've done a full 360 uh, hippie flip over here. Like you, man, you've come a long way. I'm better off. Way better off. Yeah. You you, you have perspective. You're doing shit. You're like. That's you right. A, you know what? I guess that's one of the most, uh, one of the better things that come, that's come of it is perspective. Yeah, man. You can, you can, you can see things you couldn't see before. You're doing things you never did before. <laughs> It doesn't. It may not feel like much because now, once you get the bug, you understand how far you are away from your potential. But at, you, before, you didn't even realize what potential you had. Like it was, it, you're a different person. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, and uh, I'm a different person as well. And we used to do a lot of episodes, you know, where we talk about how we got there. And if you go back to the origins of the podcast, you can really follow the journey about how we figured out what we want to do. Season one was figuring things out seasons two is like okay we know what we're doing we know who we are let's talk about how we're going to achieve that but like the self the self-improvement journey man is ongoing like it's like two steps forward one step back all the time we make progress we we make headway and then we regress and we crash hard and, and things don't get done and we don't know why and all that changes is how how quick we get back on top of it mm-hmm. and how quick we can recognize it. And then we learn some things along the way. And I got a whole list of things because this is this is my passion. I'd, I'd say more so than you. Yeah, you love you love this stuff. You love talking about it, researching, trying new things. Self-experimenting. Yeah, yeah. I just want to be in control of myself. Like my biggest fear in life is not achieving my potential or or li- living up to my potential because the way I looked at things and, and, and it might sound cocky, but it's just realistic is if you look at the entire world, the entire population, I've, I've won the fucking lottery. So have you, so have all of our friends, you know, where we live, yeah. our, our upbringing, our friend group, our education, you know, the fact that more or less I have a healthy body and, and, these talents, these abilities, like if I feel like if I don't take everything I have and do something amazing, my biggest fear is that I'm going to waste everything I got. Yeah. It might be an irrational, silly fear uh, and it's a little dark and, and all that, but it's also what drives me. You know what I mean? Classic. Rob, can you explain what's happening here? (laughs) Is there anything more classic? Rob, can you explain (laughs) what's going on here? Let me just hold it looks like a phone call. You know what this is, Rob? This is the equivalent to you and you're putting on your seatbelt. You know, yo, you, this is it's it's insane. Like it, it's not like it's like we record the podcast at all hours of the day, any day of the week, any day, any time, and no matter what, I always get one phone call during that hour time span. Yeah, do you know why? Every single time. Because you get a phone call every hour of every day. So it's not a shock. You are the most called person I've ever seen. 
It's insanity. And it's not even, it's not even like, I feel like it's not even like business related. It's just people call you. Yeah. If they're in the car, if they got time to kill, uh, your dad's a notorious caller, your your girlfriend calls you, they're close friends, you're in there like, I got 10 minutes, I'm calling Robbie. And every time we've done a podcast, I don't think I've ever got a fucking call during a podcast. I don't think so either. Never. Never. I've thought about that. I, I don't even know why. It's not like I get plenty of phone calls. Yeah. But you must get 10 times as many. I also... Yeah, you know what? You screen phone calls more. So I, I think you lower... Oh, I, I lower the amount of people that call me without a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I, I usually know when phone calls are coming in. Because I do screen phone calls. If I'm working and you call me... Yeah. And you're notorious for calling just for for social reasons. Yeah. I have to not take it. I'm busy. And then people that have a, a, a real reason to call will usually text or be like, yo, like what's going on? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, call me at this time. And yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll schedule in my calls throughout the day. That's true. If people want something, they'll, yep. they'll, they'll call you back or schedule well, something. Or if it's business related, they'll send a text and be like, what time do you want to chat about X? And yeah. We'll chat about it. Anyway, this this is like your seatbelt thing because this the solution is to mute your computer. It's a yeah. simple thing. So moving forward. I'll I'll remember. I probably won't. Right. It's like the seatbelt. I how many times how many times have I driven you in the last three, four, five years? A thousand? Yeah, like twice. Twice a day? <laughs> probably a thousand rides? Probably a thousand rides, yeah. How many times do you think the seatbelt sensors has beeped at you? Never. Maybe like six, seven hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. You, you, and then I'd every be surprised if that thing like burns out. Every soon. time, what? Every time I make a comment, I'm like, stop, stop. Just put your seatbelt on when you get in the car. <laughs> Just do that. Pretty bad. It's gonna beep at you. Yeah. If anything, if anything, I know for sure is it's gonna beep at you. Yeah. So just put it on, and you're like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the next ride, <laughs> boom, boom, and I look oh, over at you. you want, you want me to put my seatbelt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like it's little things like that, little things like that that grind my gears. Phone calls and the seatbelt beeper, and on and people that don't do their cookware in the sink the shot <laughs> other than that you can you can fucking shit on my front lawn but yeah we were doing uh we're doing motivation stuff a while back i'm so off track here um and recently recently i've i've, I've had some revelations okay and i th- the, th- the the way i thought about it is like i listen to a shitload of podcasts i listen to a lot of people talk about how they got successful comedians joke about it or like serious people like like psychologists talk about it and i heard a bunch of interesting stuff because i'm looking for it all i'm doing is sitting there listening to these podcasts trying to figure out how how i get how i succeed yeah and um it was a few different things i heard recently that i i uh i wanted to talk about one was a psychologist a professor i heard on dax shepherd's podcast who's a, a happiness um psychologist so most like 
most people in that profession um, look at negatives like, okay, you have a problem. What's your problem? I'm depressed. Why? How do we fix it? You're, you have, you're, you have anxiety. Okay. How do we fix it? We're su- you're suicidal. How do we fix it? Um, and, and like, there's like hundreds of thousands of studies on the negative psychology and how we fix it. And, and there's like maybe one fortieth of studies about positivity, about happiness, about how to be happier, about what happiness means and, and why people are happy. And this guy is a famous professor because he, he just got kind of obsessed with that and started teaching a course at Harvard and it became the most popular course that Harvard offered. And what on positivity on happiness psychology. Yeah. On, yeah. Ha- on how to be happy. Yeah. And he, he said all these things that you're actually, because you're, you're way more likely to be successful in a relationship, in a business and like organization in a team. If, uh, if you come at it from well, what are we doing well versus what are we doing wrong standpoint? Yeah. And he goes, that's the same for that's the same for psychology. That's the same for people. And he, he wasn't he wasn't discrediting the psychology of fixing, you know, people that are super, super damaged and, and need therapy. But he says for the most part, it's it's getting you back to alive or not wanting to kill yourself for like zero. No one's focusing on how to how to be beyond that because there's much beyond that. Like if you're just, if you're just at a melancholy zero all the time, it's very easy to slip back into sad. Yeah. It's very easy to, and and so he's, he's saying that learning how to be happy and what makes people happy and focusing on your strengths rather than obsessing about just fixing your weaknesses is a much more successful way for even organizations, teams, like all the stuff, people, individuals. That totally makes sense. And I, I was fascinated by it. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he was saying cool stuff like that. And, and he was just saying like, you know, like with you and me in a relationship, if if I obsessed about things like your phone calls, about the uh, dinging in the car when I drive you around. Yeah. And just all I wanted was to make you fix those things. Yeah. This is a much less productive, less happy relationship than if instead I'm like, yo, Robbie is such a chill, cool dude. And like, I really like the way he does this when we are, when we're on the pod or when we're, I like, I like, I like the way you do that when we're making music. Yeah. Yeah. And like focus on the things that I enjoy and try to get you to do more of those things. Yeah. Then he just said everything kind of, everything works better. You, 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 you have better teamwork because when, when you do the fucking seatbelt thing to me, yeah, it's just fucking water off the back because I'm not focusing on it. I don't care because it really doesn't matter. No. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he, it's, it's weird how, you know. Uh, little little things like that can so easily take precedence in people's minds over top of like the fucking grand scheme of you know in any kind of relationship of all it's the human cool nature things right it's like one little thing and it just everything else goes out the window well right? it's not even just one little thing it's just people focus on the negatives yeah people really focus on the negatives it the the proof is in the numbers the amount of studies that go out there so I thought that was cool and um it was on Dak Shepard's podcast I'll just pull it up here so um if you want to check it out you can listen to him um that was one of the things uh armchair expert with Ax- armchair expert with Dak Shepard is the podcast and his name was Tal Ben Shahar and Ben Shahar was 
uh, hyphenated. B E N hyphen. Well, we'll throw in the show notes. Yeah. That, um, what's sorry, what's his name? Uh, Tal. Tal Ben Shahar. Yeah. And I just thought it was a cool episode, something to listen to. Um, another thing uh, I was listening to, I was just listening to some uh, comedians on their podcast, and I wouldn't recommend listening to the podcast, but it sparked something in me recently. I was working at the gym, and uh, fuck, the gym is such a such a good place to uh, to have revelations. It, when you're working out at the gym, you kind of forget about all the stuff you have to do. You just focus on you know one thing, and your mind gets pretty clear. And uh, things from podcasts, even if it's they're less meaningful, they they pierce my mind harder because when you have so much clutter in your mind, and you're listening to a podcast. You need to be a Tal Ben Shahar to like to cut through. Yeah. Whereas when you when your mind's clear at the the gym, and you think and a thought comes in your mind, you, you it. I don't know. It's just so much more impactful when there's less clutter. And I just, I, I had this like one kind of epiphany, but it was about, it was the, the guy who was running the podcast was just talking about how, when he started it like three or four years ago, um, you know, he, he put his list of dream guests to have on. Yeah. And this guy was one of them. And they were talking about how he's got a lot of that list. He's accomplished a lot of that list. And it was like a missing puzzle piece in like an entire framework that I'd already built and understood in my mind about setting goals and about being specific and about creating or about achieving what you want. And I I just realized that that, um, I explained this to you. Do you remember we had this conversation? Yeah, yeah. That being super specific is the only way to achieve a goal. If the goal is general. Yeah. And I'll give examples of this. If the goal is general, like make, get famous, make your podcast big. Yeah. We say that all the time. We want to do it. We want to do it. We know generally how to do it. We need exposure. We need bigger guests. Yeah, yeah. We need to get on the radio. We need to get um, people to watch our music videos. These are general things. And, you know, we can say, okay, how do we do that? Oh, let's let's uh let's run ads and like we we kind of do this like general dancing around um but i thought about it and i was like no i was like the only way to to achieve something is to put a pinpoint accurate target on it so it's it's so clear what you have to do and if you've achieved or failed at that that target and everything started to like fucking flood into my head about everything i'm doing i'm just i'm i'm so general it's like it's like if you throw a handful of rocks at something versus if you take each rock at a time and like try to hit a single point. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If you know where you're aiming, you're going to be way more successful. And I was like, okay, with the podcast, how does a podcast grow? Usually partnerships are bigger guests that have larger audiences. And you usually share audiences, piggyback off each other and and grow, right? Mm-hmm. What? And I was like, it's as simple as looking through our list of connections, our friends, and naming exact people, naming exact podcasts, naming exact things that we know if we worked with, we think would 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 help us grow, would help them grow, et cetera. Yeah. Say exactly what it is. And then once you have an exact thing, an exact name, it's very easy to figure out how to get to one thing. Mm-hmm. How do we contact that person? Do we have their number? Do we have their friends? 
Um, what, you know, do, do we send an email? Should we should we stop by there? Like it's it's it becomes a lot more clear when you break a goal down into specific points of impact. Absolutely. Same. Oh, we want to get in the radio station. What radio station? How do you get on a? How do you get on those? three radio stations you want to be on. Is there radio buyers? Is there DJs that find new music? Who finds your music? How do you contact them? Is there a vetting process? Like once you've specifically laid out the points you want, you can break it all down. You can break it all down. And it's like, it's obvious. It's simple. Just like anything with motivation and self-design or life design, it's always a simple answer, but for some reason it's so hard to see that, to implement it as a human. It's like that simple. And you and I would both sit here and say 100% that that's the right way to do things, yeah. right? Oh, totally. Why aren't we doing it? Why, aren't, why haven't we been doing it our whole life? Why doesn't our parents tell us this? Even knowing that, why, aren't, why don't we have defined pointed targets of everything? What's the barrier? I think, I think the barrier is you have to go out there and figure that out yourself because I don't know someone probably could have told us that a year you've heard that a thousand th times I th think three years ago you need to set goals whatever right and and you don't I, I think until you actually sort of go through the motions and experience what works for you and what doesn't work for you you can come to these realizations that oh specific goals they do make sense yeah the people that are the most successful are the ones with the most specific goal and the less goals that they have like like picture this like if if all a person wants is to get on Ellen DeGeneres yeah that's their only goal yeah and everything they do in their life is laser focused on that one goal they'll probably get on Ellen DeGeneres they're gonna hammer that for all of eternity until it happens. They're gonna make videos, send it to her, they're gonna participate in all of her projects, yeah. all of her contests, they're gonna show up at fan reach out events. Their, their, their target is so specific, and it's, it's twofold, it's energy towards that target and how specific the target is, right? Mm -hmm. um, I was just gonna say, I know we spoke about this, but yeah. that football player, mm. can I, can I, I just wanna read through what, who well, was while, it? while you're, was, while you're Googling it, I'll, I'll give a preview. But yes, uh, th this is a good example. This is what came up when Robbie and I were talking about this This concept is um, a football player, I'm sure you guys have heard about it, that basically kind of willed his way onto the Cleveland Browns. Um, living out of his car, uh, kind of bet, bet all of his money on getting himself to the training camp, convinced him to get him on the field. And he uh, he made a a punt, a punt return, was it? Yeah, yeah, I, th I think it was a punt return. And they they signed him to a contract. And Rob Rob can pull up the details, but this is a good example of he had one goal: make the NFL, right? So success is how specific your target is and how much energy you put towards that target daily. If you have one super specific target and you put all your energy towards it, you just keep hammering it. Until it happens. And yeah, for the NFL, it's dependent on talent and a little bit of luck. But it's so is everything. And the more the more of the two things I just told you that you can control, that you put into it, the more likely you are to succeed. It's not a guarantee. There's no guarantees in this world. But like 
the more uh, the more specific your target is and the more energy you can put towards that target the more likely you are to succeed at it with with robbie and ourselves with many different targets we can't hammer it as hard as this guy hammered his one target but we can be a hell of a lot more successful with specific points that we funnel our energy towards than kind of loose landing areas that we kind of throw darts at throw our energy at and it's so our energy is already spread out and our focus is spread out it's like you're it's you're you're just doing yourself no favors what's yeah, so you got hear, the story up I here got it up okay here. cool because barstool did a good break bullet uh, it's a good story bullet point breakdown so these are the events that led up to tonight's story bro, uh storybook moment where they're talking about his punt what's return his name? his name is damon damon <laughs> <laughs> damon uh she she he giuseppe it's like the opposite of a he she it's a she he <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so it says he didn't earn a scholarship at phoenix college 2016 went searching for bigger opportunities 2017 struck out with sec in big uh what is that 12 big 12 schools i don't know what that means uh ran out of money to return to school trained over for over a year looking for tryouts drove to las vegas and paid a hundred dollars for a cfl tryout was told afterward that the team was full tryout was pointless went to atlanta for an arena football league tryout nothing came of it was tipped off from a flag football friend about a tryout in miami 2019 was given the address but was told he was not invited was told to find brown's vice president of player personnel alonzo highsmith googled the name to find out who it was lied at check-in for the workout that he knew highsmith found highsmith met him and made it seem like they've been friends for a while <laughs> tried out and ran a 4.38 40 time was offered a chance to visit the browns for an official tryout slept outside in a fitness center and outside brown's facility tried out for the team and became a member of the browns on april 5th finally tonight a few months later this he he uh he makes a punt return yeah he makes a punt return i think i think it was a in a exhibition game or something i think it was yeah it's exhibition because the season hasn't started yet but like and he made a punt return insanity um which means he's probably gonna earn at least some regular season play right yeah 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 totally it, it, that's a perfect example of okay he didn't even it wasn't even he wanted to play professional football yeah and he, like these these targets that he set i'm going to make this cfl team i'm going to make um this uh arena football league i'm going to make an nfl team he had that target and he threw it all at that target until he got a, mm-hmm. a, a no that he couldn't get around and then and then only when he got that no did he did he set his sights on a new specific point and hammer it? All these points were leading down the same path. Playing professional football, and he was he was willing to do whatever it takes. But I I, I just thought that that was a cool thing that just me working out at a, at, a, at a gym and listening to a guy talk about his podcast. Mm-hmm. It's funny how that that can be the missing piece in a in a total revelation that maybe I've been working on, you know, my whole life because. I've 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 been to so many talks. I've done so much reading. I've listened to so many motivational people be like goals, 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 goals. What the fuck does that mean? Wait, yeah, what what is goals? How do you define your goals? You yeah. know, it's like what do you do? What do you do once you have these goals? You make a list of them. And what do you do with these yeah. goals? It's I mean, like it's it's you're you're gathering 
you're gathering a whole bunch of sort of pieces of knowledge that mm -hmm. go in um you know it's, it's sort of sort of go in line with what you're talking about in being specific it's it's the the more specific the goal the more achievable it becomes because mm -hmm. you can th there's never been anything specific that I've laid out that I've wanted to do that I haven't found a pathway to achieve specific get into that school get that job meet this person do whatever like if, mm -hmm. if, if I've if I put a name on it if I put a location a specific dot on it then how you get there becomes clear and yeah, we say all the time how you become a famous uh, rock star or have a big podcast is unclear. It's not unclear. It's just a general goal with a bunch of really clear points along the way. Yeah. We know every successful person, although they might have a few different paths, they might have three or four options at each different stage that they come through. We pick the one that we think we can achieve, like this football player. You put a name on it, you put a target on it, you throw your effort towards that specific thing, and only when you get every no possible do you fucking change up the targets or you you come at it from a different angle. But like, it's the way to achieve. And I had that big revelation last week. And to answer the question I asked you earlier, why don't people do this even if they understand it? Yeah. One, they don't always understand it. it, it you have to be, this has to be a passion of yours. Like, to get into it as hard as I get into it and to think about it and to try it. And I've been doing it for years and then I finally f feel like I have the perspective to understand it as of recently. The second thing is is fear. Because I fully understand it and yet I've been afraid to put some specific things down on a list. In case of failure? In case of failure, but because more because I know it means I there's no excuses once I have that name down. Yeah. I know what I have to do and it's there's no other excuses. It's really It's true. It's like yeah, if if you're if you're being so defined and specific with your goals and saying that oh, once this is you know, this is all laid out, then I can go after it, but you're not doing it. Yeah. Then then you know that You know it's fear. You're afraid, you're yeah. afraid of failure, you're afraid of defining your goals so specifically because it also means you have to do that work. Um can I uh also I wanted to, I wanted to say sort of unrelated to this but sort of related to the gym. When I worked out just before this episode, I I went there and I didn't bring headphones or Whoa. or my or my phone. Damn. At all. I went I went in there just like with my my my, my membership so I could get in. I went in there and I was just like laser focused the entire Damn, time. Son. I had, I had no distractions. It was that's it was, hardcore. It was kind of great, actually. Damn. Like you know, because you know how easily it is. You can just like you sit there like in between workouts while I you're never breaking, do that. and you like go on Instagram never. or something. Do you not do that? Never. Okay, so maybe you're a little more disciplined than most people. But uh, I feel so weird looking at. I can't read text, emails, or look at Instagram at the gym. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. so you're like off the, the I, grid, anyways. I bring my phone purely to keep. I keep. Like, uh, you know, some people keep a pen and paper at the gym. Yeah. I keep it all in my notes. I track yeah. every workout, every lift. Yeah. That's how I know if I'm getting stronger or if I'm not. Yeah. I, so that's what I pull my phone out. That's what I do. I, I finish the rep. I, I set a timer on my phone. Yeah. Because I time all my breaks. Mm -hmm. I make a note of this the, the weight and the reps. And then I put my phone away. And then I pull it up when the time's done. I hit the set. And only to change a podcast. Yeah. Or a song.
But that, that's a nails because I don't know if I could work out with. I've done it before without with no headphones. headphones. Yeah, sometimes it's nice. Yeah, but just they, like completely, I'm uh, completely unplugged. They usually have some shitty music on the yeah, speakers, though. True. And then I'm like, okay, if I'm gonna listen to anything, it might as well be something I like. Well, it's not as bad as Good Life. Not as bad as Good Life. The fucking tunes there are. Yeah, I do because we we would we would like lock eyes across the room and be like, this is the worst song <laughs> I've ever heard. Constantly chirp it, but, but it's I, also why we thought we could be musicians. You remember that? Yeah, we'd look at each other and be like, this song is so bad. This is that terrible we can poop out a better song <laughs> so we can be famous too you know what i mean yeah um but yeah that was that was a that was a little that was a little glimpse of the motivation and uh i, I think to, to tie off the motivation thing the biggest thing uh uh recently that i've been doing that uh i wanted to share as well is moving movement motion yeah it's uh it's just a little tip and trick but i always like uh, again in this podcast with um ben tell shahar he was he was talking about how uh when you want to get better at something like being happy yeah you find people that are happy and you ask them what they do and he's like that's literally how you do it right like if you want to get good at something you you got to find people that are doing it well. You don't just theorize. You find people that are doing it well, that are doing things you want to do, and you you ask them how they do it. And and maybe they know how to explain it. Maybe they don't. But that's how you really learn, right? I want to be. I want to have my cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to do everything and have it all, not have to compromise. And in order to be someone like that, you need to be moving all the time. You need to be. There's no downtime. It's like if I want to be able to if I want to be able to have a big social life and be a workaholic, there's no downtime. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's like if I if if, I, if you're gonna have a balance, you gotta fucking move. And the only person I could think of in my life that is a nonstop mover doer uh, is my mom. I don't, like like just fucking goes. Yeah, she's got no off switch. Yeah, and. Uh, I remember when I was younger, she would, she would, I saw like she had like motivation on her wall. She, she, she has like, you know, little reminders, like she'd print them out and put them on the wall to keep her going. And uh, I remember one of them was, it was like motion is my lotion. And I never really understood it. Yeah. And I was like, huh, maybe that's like health. Like if you keep moving your, your joints and yeah stuff feel good. But, uh, one time she kind of explained to me that no, it's like anytime she sits, yeah, she feels that thing that we talk about all the time creep in. That I want to sit here, I want to relax, I want to go on Instagram, and this, and she just boop pops up, and she's like, the second I get moving, everything gets done. So she, she's like, I just got to stand up, and um. I just tried it the other day because I because I quit the jewel. Yeah, I've been uh, I I've also quit stimulants a little bit. Yeah. No coffee during the week. I'm just trying to get my heart back to healthy. I'm really worried that I've done damage with how hard I hit it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm just on a bit of a health kick, uh, which requires more discipline, more everything. And I've been like getting a little bit more tired. And I was like, fuck! I'm just gonna do what Judy does. I'm just gonna stand up, and I'm just gonna like just get moving. Yeah, not 
intentionally having this result, but the result was I've been a fucking workaholic. Like f everything, personal items, business items, social, those little things that if you just did them when you said you wanted to do them, the rest of your day would go smoothly, yeah. get done. Because this is what normally happens is you crush work on the computer. You you have to switch to that next task. You start to feel tired and you go, I can use a little break. Maybe I'll just click that YouTube video. Mm -hmm. That's because you're tired and your pussy ass weak inner self is like coming out and being like, you can watch it. And next thing you know, you watch Instagram or YouTube for an hour. And now you're just a li little bit behind. And like, yeah. you have to make compromises no late in your day. Yeah. I just stood up. I went downstairs. I'd clean a dish or do something I said I was going to do, like make myself some snacks. I come back upstairs and it's like that, that person died. Refreshed. And I've been unstoppable. And I've been unstoppable a few times before in the last couple of years yeah. from a few different things. And you feel like this is one of those times. This is no, well, this is one of those pieces. So it's like if I have a bunch of tools that helps me be unstoppable, like yeah. for a while motivation and visualization made me unstoppable. And um for a while goal setting and planning and routine made me unstoppable. But I crashed after all of them. But then when you start combining them and you start like working tools together, you start to make a more sustained workflow. And going into this, I've already been really good and on top of myself, but uh, still with a few like Instagram sessions and a few like I could be betters. Yeah, yeah. And I'd get that every week, every day. I feel like I should have just done that. Why didn't I just do that to have my cake and eat it too? The standing up, just just physically being in motion, you just do. You, you wake up, you're like, oh, it's like sitting kills you. Instagram sucks the life out of you. YouTube, you're watching other people live. You're not doing anything that'll ever make you better. Mm -hmm. And the people you're watching on YouTube, they're like, let's get out there and let's film ourselves at this event. Or like, let's, the people on Instagram are like, let's go do this. They're the ones getting up and moving. They're good at it. Yeah. And you're watching them. And that always bugged me. And like, I want all that. So, so get up and fucking move. Get up and do it. If you're sitting and you're starting to fall asleep and you want to, you're on the couch and you want to pull up Instagram because you're too tired to do the next thing, mm -hmm. stand up. Walk, walk around. Maybe you have to do a dish. Maybe, maybe you, uh, maybe you got to do something standing up, like organize your room or something. It works. Yeah. If you think you're spending too much time on Instagram, you probably are spending too much time on Instagram. If that's like a thought. I think in th if, if you're spending time on Instagram, that's not, there's nothing else you could do. Like you're not in a waiting room on a bus. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you, there's there, a time and a place. There's a time and a place. It's there to waste time. It's true. It's, a, it's, it's, it's there to waste time, not for you to waste your time. And sorry to get all like, when I get all in the motivation zone, I get fired up. <laughs> And I zone in. I don't, like. So apologies for that, but it's it's definitely a passion of mine. Um, you know what? A couple of things that I've been doing lately. What's which, that? Which kind of been helping is uh, one thing. I've 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 been trying to make a conscious effort to do is I realize a lot of the time like so often i can just half-ass tasks or or not even half-ass them but like i immediately think oh i'll just i'll do that later so anytime that thought comes into my head the last couple of weeks i've been trying to like build a bit of a habit where 
Anytime that comes into my head, I just do it immediately. I'm like, and it's and it's and it's like slowly starting to set in more because I I find myself just kind of like doing things, and it's kind of it's kind of sweet actually, Bu- building a bit of a habit. And then another one of the another one of the thoughts that uh, it's has sort of been crossing my mind in the mornings is just uh, a little bit of a motivator. Motivator is uh, just be, wanting to be better than being better than the day previous. So whether that's like any like whether that's at the gym, whether that's um, my attitude, whether it's guitar um work ethic or anything just trying to like notch a little bit further ahead in whatever i'm doing as it worked as as yeah i i think so because it it, i use that as like a motivator when i'm slacking on something or like not pulling my weight in certain things just like in my like it meant like me against myself you know what i mean well, it is. That's so, all it is. Yeah, it's you against yourself. No one's no one's stopping you from working um, or achieving. So those are two things that uh, and, and it's whatever works for you. Like that. That's I think I think the only core things that work for everybody is how to change. Mm-hmm. Habits are how to change. Actions yeah. actions are a great way to reprogram your thoughts. Recognizing thought patterns is a great way to to reprogram yourself, and that's what you just said. Yeah, the mechanisms on how to change are pretty universal. Yeah. But what you need to do to extract the right output out of you is going to be different. Um, but what I think is that when you're your tiredest is when you let yourself be your laziest and your weakest. And I don't mean like that's obvious, but I mean like when you're the most tired, AK, when you wake up and that's when you're like, Oh, I could snooze. You're not yourself. I don't even think I'm myself until I stand up out of bed. Because mm-hmm. I'm lazy, I'm weak. I I, I want to sleep in, and it takes a whole lot of effort to pull myself out of bed. The second I'm upright, fuck my bed. It's so weird. And when you're awake, you you when you have energy, you obviously want to do all the tasks. Yeah. But when you're you get sluggish on the computer, that's when you that weak part of you comes through. And it's like waste your life. Be comfortable. You don't need to be successful. Yeah. And then I stand up. I go have a glass of water. I'm not tired anymore. And that person's dead to me. I don't even know who said that to me. It's wild. But it's it's super interesting. It's one of my passions for sure. Because if you can control yourself, I think anything's really possible. If you can control your fears, if you can understand like why you do and don't do your things, and if you want to achieve something and you can understand how to get there, not only that, but also make yourself do the things required. Mm-hmm. Totally. I do think you only have one life. You only have one shot at it. And at 27 now, I feel like I'm on the the back nine of the years where I have no kids, no responsibilities. And if I don't do it now, it's never. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. why I'm so intense about it. But it's important. And I don't know. I think it's fucking important. If you're in your 20s and you listen to this, the sooner the better. But I think it's important. 100%. Um, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all stuff that, uh, takes, takes time, takes effort. Years. Years to figure out, but you know, a little bit, 
of interest and it can actually benefit you in many ways. And that, that's what I see in you more than anything is your perspective is developing. Yeah. Like, more than above all. And perspective doesn't mean action. Uh, and the action is what comes next. But you have the you have the perspective. You're you're recognizing thought patterns. The actions you're doing right now are reinforcing habits you're trying to build. You're changing yourself by making yourself do stuff. And that's you now understand the mechanisms of change. Yeah. Now it's going to take you as long as it took me to enact those couple years. And you might not even recognize who you are here today, which is already a pretty productive person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's super cool. I think uh, let's let's lighten it up. We have you know, ten or fifteen minutes left here. Do you want to? I want to hear about your trip to Nashville. Oh yeah, Nashville. So he's got a build bachelor party weekend. Speak. Is that why you don't want to drink your beer? It's been sitting here. <laughs> are you beer? Are you? Did you party too hard? I partied a little hard, man. Do you want me to drink this? Because I will. I have some, have some, yeah. Not because I don't like it. I love it, but... Uh, so, my sister is getting married in the fall. And her fiancé, they've been together for nine years, I believe. Um, and I planned his bachelor party. Did a great job at that. And it went off extremely well. I think, uh, so we had 12 guys down there. Everyone sort of came and went at different times. Um, but we went down on last Thursday and uh, we stayed at the Omni Hotel in Nashville. And it's got this sweet, it's got this sweet rooftop, or not exactly rooftop, but elevated pool bar area where we, uh, yeah, the first day we got there, we pretty much just, went to the pool drank the whole time went out uh went out to this famous barbecue spot just around the corner um and just sent it all night um and then second day so second day we went to top golf uh, yeah dope top golf is sick and i think it's uh well you know what from what i heard uh, I I told you this, but Cineplex apparently has bought the rights to Top Golf and are going to be bringing it to Canada at some point. Which I don't know why they haven't done it already because it would make an absolute killing in Toronto. Like people are calling it the new bowling. Of... Dude, it's dope. Explain how it works. So okay, so Top Golf for those of you who don't know is a driving range that uh, the balls are um they have like are, barcodes on them yeah they have barcodes on them and so when you hit them you aim to targets and if you get them in the targets then it tracks uh how many points you get from hitting certain targets and so it's like a competition with you and your friends at a at a driving range and it's sick um yeah, you like you. It has like different elevated platforms. So like, there's like layers of golfers. You have service, right? Like you have waitresses and beers and food. Yeah, yeah. So the, so they're called bays, mm -hmm. and uh, there's a, there's servers that come to your like attend your bay, and they serve you food, drinks, and uh, it's yeah. It was it was super sick time. I the only the how only, expensive is it? Super expensive. Um, it was okay, so it was kind of expensive for us. I think all in, uh, I don't know, it might have been like 
one, uh, I don't know, 100, 100. With food and drinks and everything or just like to play? For everything. Like food, and, you guys got food and drinks. Food and drinks. And we, yeah. we got a ton of drinks. And like, I, it was probably upwards of like 150 a person. But what about just to play? Uh, what about just uh, just a play? I'm not exactly sure because like I had to pre-book oh, like, an, group, like right, an event yeah. group or whatever, and um, we had to we had to spend a minimum, so we like crushed a ton of drinks. Nice, um, super fun though. Uh, I recommend like it's all over the state, so if you're in any of the big cities, they have it. It's great. Um, and so then that night we went out for dinner. Scented again along the strip. Naturally. Naturally. And then Saturday, Saturday was a little bit harder to wake up. We, uh, I, th- I think we called it at like, like maybe five-ish, like Friday night. 5 a.m.? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was, it was a late one. Like we, sh- we shut down the bars. Um, and, uh, so we woke up a little bit later Saturday and kind of, Saturday was the only time I, I, you know what, I got away for like about an hour and I hopped on a bird. Just, uh, just a bird is one of those electric scooters they have in the States. You yeah. can just zip around on. Yeah. Which also I think will be coming to Canada soon. Um, but yeah. I doubt it just cause I feel like Toronto is just like the most anal city in the world. Well, it's coming to Canada. It's already in the in Western Edmonton. world. It's already in Edmonton. I, think, and I know stuff. Toronto and Ontario, but like Toronto and Ontario, I'm it's not why we exactly have the highest sure. taxes. It's why they don't allow like, fucking anything cool remotely like, in the toronto downtown but like what would be like I, f- I feel like they would be perfect for all the bike lanes and bike infrastructure that they have in well, toronto. people already own them personally yeah but this is what this is what happens is toronto is gonna see that bird everywhere it is in the states is a fucking nuisance <laughs> it is people are literally crashing into like elderly women like hitting cars yeah. leaving them everywhere uh, like I would put up with that for the convenience, but I could see city council and the the city being like, not a fucking chance. <laughs> like, no. So, oh, oh, Trav, you want to have fun? No. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, dude. It's true. Uh, Toronto's really anal like that. Um, I, so I don't know why, but I just feel like if I owned... An electric scooter, I'd feel yeah, like... you look like a loser. I, and I they feel do. like more they like do. a wiener. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Other, But if there was birds around, then... It's cool and hip. They're cool and hip. It's and weird it's how like, that works. It's I don't know. It's the same thing, but it's not the same thing. Anyways, yeah, I, I got away for like an hour and um, just scooted around town a little bit. Like checked out the, the Country Music Hall of Fame and a um, couple like record shops and music things uh, just for my own interest. And then Saturday, so we did the, the, this might have been my favorite actually, was the, the Pedal Tavern as well. It's also uh, all over the, it's all over the States. Um, but what it is, is a 15 person um, bar, but also it's powered by you sitting there, like, like you're sitting at the bar it's a bike, so it's powered by you pedaling, and it moves all th- like it moves all down the like the main streets of uh, of Nashville. And what you do, you take this thing and you take it on a tour, and uh, you just you fill it up with beers and you just get hammered <laughs> riding this thing around town. It's an hour and a half. How tour. do people not like puke? Is it hard work? Um, 
it's pretty hard work, man. It's like, do you not feel like that? It's more of a grind. But you're doing it. No, I I don't know. I I feel like I was just like I, I like I remember I was sitting there and I was just crushing beers. Uh, this was like on the Saturday, like the third day. I, they were just going down like water at this point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, it was it was a good rip. Zipped around town, and, uh, and then yeah, and you know what? This was this was the the one time that I saw the strip in daylight. Uh, because the other, the other times we'd, we'd both gone out at night and, um, or even the last time we were there, I didn't even remember the strip. Right? When, when you and I were there. When, yeah. When you and I Dude, were there I, a couple I, years ago. I don't have a memory of it. I know. Right. But, uh, it's insanity. This, the, the main street there, it's called Broadway. It's the most nuts strip ever. Like bar after bar after bar after bar with live music each bar is like five floors yeah live music on every floor and all the bands all the bands there they're incredible and there's this one strip and uh it's it's packed like we we did the thing the the pedal tavern midday on the saturday and everyone's still partying everyone's out like 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 they have full-time they have full-time police out there with gates Good. Like Part-time set up police and everything. could not handle that. Oh, which also reminds, <laughs> oh, which also reminds me, uh, I, th- I think it was on the, the Friday night, but we're standing outside uh, in front of this bar, mm-hmm. and this one guy just got, like, like you know, not far, not far away from us. This one guy just, came, <laughs> I don't know where I'm pointing right <laughs> now, but uh, this one guy just gets dropped. Oh, would love it. Dropped. Love it. And uh, just fall, just falls over like. It starts leaking. He's leaking out on the concrete. The one guy just dips. Um, pl- the police come over. They couldn't find the guy. That's, that's my story. But <laughs> oh, okay, maybe don't tell that one next time. No, okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah. If you're wondering if there's if there's any uh, you know nonsense going on, probably as, tons I, of nonsense. Tons of nonsense. And as my dad always says, nothing good ever happens after two a.m. Oh, my dad used to say um, 3 a.m. Yeah, all the same. <laughs> Wait, the but same, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The same time frame. Um, and yeah, came back Sunday, been feeling a little bit weird. Yeah, well, um, you're going to make me drink this whole beer and I have hockey tonight. So we have some. Uh, you know. But overall, killer trip. Nashville Nashville is a, uh, is a time. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, another thing. If I were to do it again, I'd probably just do the Friday, Saturday, go home Sunday. I just I got so amped up when I was planning it. I was like going down there. We need the days and stuff. We just drank the entire time. As you do. Yeah. I I figured there'd be like a little bit more, you know, like doing whatever Nashville's got. Yeah, like walk around, just walk you around. and your girls just going into the Grand Old Opry, doing I, some shopping. Yeah, I don't know, doing some shit, but... We just drank the entire time, and I'm like, could probably could have done, done that anywhere. The, yeah, <laughs> could have done that without the Thursday. Uh, so th- that's a, like I'm doing the same thing, but in Austin. You're probably doing all this. You're probably doing the pedal tavern. Probably doing the pedal tavern in Austin, Texas. Yeah, I I I, I don't know what else we're gonna do because I don't know who's planning it, but I want to shoot guns. I'm t- machine <laughs> guns, fucking non-machine guns, pistols. <laughs> revolvers yeah rocket launchers be sick 
That's all I want to do. You know what? It was probably on me to to plan a little R and R, a little R and R like activities, like shooting guns and or whatever. You know? Yeah, it is. Um, and it probably would have been away from the drinking for a little bit, but not that it was it was bad anyway. But, um, but yeah, I guess it's so. It's all up to the person who's thrown together your itinerary. But you know what? I I might get involved. Yeah. The only way to ensure that their bachelor party is everything I want. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> you, you sure. like you like to be behind the wheel. Yeah, that's how I make sure it's a good time. Yeah, that's true. Some say it's a control freak. I say it's a make sure traffic gets what he wants freak. You know what I mean? <laughs> um and yeah, man. That's good, man. I'm glad I I'm glad uh did Justin have a good time? Just had an amazing time. That's all that matters. Yeah. I think you know, everyone there was super stoked on uh on the whole weekend so good um well you're back in one piece yeah i held down the fort yeah just had revelations about motivation and (laughs) (laughs) just fucking while i was recovering from a hangover that's honestly the best time to think i don't i never really do much thinking when i'm hungover. oh that's what that's when i do that's when i have no inhibitions uh and the world seems so easy yeah i'm like once i once I'm not hungover, yeah. I'm do this, 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 and then by the time I'm not hungover again, I'm like back to being normal. And I, f- I remember that I'm afraid of like failure and all these things. <laughs> you also crushed a whole show on Saturday. Oh yeah, buddy! This show called The Boys. It's fucking. I woke up Saturday not even that hungover. Just yeah. like hungover enough that I just, ugh, you know, I was like, you know, I don't feel good. Um. I get downstairs, I make myself food. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to put a show on while I eat food. Flick on the Amazon Fire Stick. First recommended show I click, not knowing anything about it. It's called The Boys. The Boys. Yeah, I'm like, I like a show called The Boys. I'm a big fan of boys. <laughs> and uh, it turns out to be a, a dark superhero comedy, yet like kind of action and adventure show. And uh, I watched eight straight episodes an hour each. You're a freak. The chicken bones were on my plate for the eight hours. <laughs> I sat down to eat my lunch thinking I'm just going to turn off the show, get up and go along with my day. I think yeah. so do. People will see. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. I didn't move for eight fucking hours. Good show though. Weird show. Good show. Yeah. Would you recommend? Um, it's It's for the right person, but Kevin... Kevin started watching it with me, had to go to a a bartend. Yeah. And he goes, fuck, I'm going to watch that entire season tomorrow. And he came home and he did it on (laughs) Sunday. Kev's got zero inhibitions about, about what crashing a, whatever show you throw. No, absolutely. And, and God bless him for that. But yeah, I had a, I had a bunch of other funny stories I wanted to tell. Um, but we can save it for another podcast. I hope this left you motivated. I uh, hope it fired you up. Um, let's end it just with a quick tip for your twenties. Oh yeah. Okay. So we were gonna. Okay, we were gonna type in. Oh, Rob had a killer idea today. Yeah, Rob was like, because I was like, oh, what should we do? Like tips for your twenties. We we're going through ideas. He's like, why don't we just do like a Google autocomplete of like most search questions. Most search questions by twenty year olds. Okay, I'm gonna do where do twenty year. Where do 20-year-olds? What do you like here? 
Um, where do 20-year-olds shop, hang out? Where do 20-year-old guys shop? Where do 20-year-olds work? Where do 20-year-olds live? Um, they live at home. They work at wherever nepotism can get them a job or if they're extremely motivated, um, maybe they went beyond nepotism. uh or in the odd case maybe they're self-employed where do 20 year old guys shop i don't shop rob where do you shop where do i shop uh it's so like i don't really have a spot Uh, okay okay okay. i don't really really have a spot i do like i do like uniglow really i found it did not fit me well really eh? yeah just didn't fit my friend i like stuff at uniglow i find it's easy i like that jacket you had but like the clothing? Yeah. Um, or like All Saints too. All Saints got some cool stuff. Yep. Um, you know where I shop? Winners. Um, Damien's Closet. Damien's Closet. My brother, <laughs> my brother-in-law my brother gives me so many hand-me-downs. I don't think I've gone shopping since uh, last Christmas. Um, we also had this page up too. Oh, it was like 20, it, uh, Forbes put out an article, 20 things 20-year-olds don't get. And I want to see if I don't fucking get this. I'm 27, so I'm almost 30. Okay. Um, Go to the top. What was, it, what was the first the one? All right. Time is not a limitless commodity. Uh, okay. So he goes, I rarely find young professionals have a heightened sense of urgency to get to the next level. In our 20s, we think we have all the time in the world. Time is really the only treasure we start off with in abundance and can never get back. I agree. And I think because I spent five years of my 20-year-old years battling concussions, yeah, I've always felt like time is precious. And I've always felt urgency. I felt like I was 35 years old at 23 because I had so many health issues and I was battling. Mm-hmm. But I could definitely see that about most people. That's what that book, The Defining Decade, we read said. Yeah, yeah. You float through your 20s, you get to 30, and then you start to realize that some deadlines, some life deadlines are coming up. Yeah. And time you can't get back. And Yeah, and that's scary. That is scary. I've, oh, dude, I felt it at 23. and But yet, for the last four years, I've been mostly battling health issues. That was my priority. Now that I have a goal, I feel like I'm way late at 27. We're only what a year and a half into a year into a year and a half into uh, this kind of dream. Yeah, but also, I mean, we've been playing music for like for our whole lives. Plus, like you and I have been playing together for maybe four, yeah, four, but four with years. No, with no nothing, no output put towards this. Yeah, career. no output. So I mean, like we've only been doing this with a defined focus for a year and a half. I just turned twenty-seven. I'd love to be touring the world before I turn 30. Yeah. I'd love to be kind of sorted. I don't want, I don't want to be scrounging for cash. When I'm 30? No. Yeah. You want to be able to, when your, when your buddy has a bachelor party, you want to be able to go. Totally. When, when your friends are having a golf tournament like they are this weekend, I get the message that say 250 to play. I don't want to have to think about that. I don't have to think about that. No. At this age. No. When I'm 22, I can be like, Maybe not, or maybe yeah. maybe parents help, but yeah, you're a fucking adult. So, no, time is not a limitless commodity. Um, a lot of twenty year olds think that way. Uh, if someone bonked them on the head, like someone bonked me in the head, yeah, uh, it's a good it's a good idea. Rewire yourself because if you can 
use that 20 to 27 years as productively as we're now using our 26 plus years. Yeah. You could be fucking living it up. Big swinging dick. Big swinging dick at 25 and you have five more years to realize that it doesn't fulfill you and then you can start a family at 20. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's really what it's all about. It's about getting it out of the way to realize that being famous doesn't fulfill you so you can start your family. (laughs) (laughs) But also... Make a little bit of money on the way. Yes. And you can do what you want. So you can send your kids to fucking grammar school or whatever. <laughs> um, okay. I think that's a good... Uh, that's a good one to start with? Good one to start with. All right. Well, uh, and on that note, I guess uh, tune in next week to get yourself some True History beer. If you're still listening, you know what? Rob and I thank you dearly. Mm-hmm. And uh, please tell your friends about the podcast. Share it around. We're growing, but we're growing slowly. If you know anybody that could be a good guest um, to help us grow a bit quicker, get the word out there, uh, you know, give us a shout. If you just want to reach out to us, if you have questions or if you uh, want to talk more about anything, we answer everybody. Um, and we're just having fun. And thanks to History for the Beer. Thanks, Rest and Rye, for buying everything. And thanks, Rob, for being thanks. a dope dude. Thanks for being you, man. <laughs> Should we make out? (laughs) And we'll see you next Tuesday. Policeman taps the shades and sell a Chevy 69. How bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. Destination unknown as we're pulling for some gas. Officially placed the poster reveals a smile from the back. Elephants and acrobats, lions, snakes, monkeys. Bella speaks righteous, Sister Cena says funky, how bizarre, how bizarre, how bizarre. Ooh, baby, ooh, baby, it's making me crazy, it's making me crazy, every time I look around, every time I look around, every time I look around.